Do I finish eating my apple first, or? I mean, you can, you can if you want to. I could just do the intro right now. We could just have that as the intro, really. Yeah. All right. And though, yeah. occasionally you'll hear me biting into an apple. I'll carry on doing the normal intro whilst, whilst you finish that. Hello, anybody listening, and welcome to Connecting Vague Dots with me, Jay Panels, and Seth Cox, who is currently still eating an apple. <clears throat> and he's given a thumbs up. That's very helpful, Seth. It's... Hello, everyone. Okay, God. <laughs> How are we all doing? Uh, we probably should have waited for you to finish the apple, shouldn't we? Look, I finished it for now. It was a bit rotten anyway. It oh, was a rotten apple. It was a rotten apple. Reminded me of you. But the, the what? Hey, hang on. What's what's rotten about me? Just your core. My core. It hasn't. Yeah, it, it hasn't rotted because it wasn't healthy to begin with. Yeah, it's just barren. It's, it's just always been like this. Yeah, I know. I know. And there wasn't much to rot in the first place. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, although you know, you could definitely say the same for you. Was was it a few rotten apples spoil the barrel? I have spo- spoiled the barrel of um, many things. I've put my apple in many a barrel where they are not wanted. Okay, now you just sound like a sex offender. Speaking of sex offenders, Jay, you have news. Hang on a minute. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I'm not letting that one slide. You just called me a sex offender. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. Enough for this tiffle taffle patter. Tit for tat. Yeah. Let's um, get down to the nitty gritty bitty, which is the podcast. So this is Connecting Vague Dots. And if you don't know how it goes, it goes like this. Me and Joe both pick uh, a piece of music, a film and a book, all with an underlying theme or link and the other one of us has to try and guess that theme or link or the commonality between these choices. Um, there's also a point system involved, similar to Only Connect, where you get three points if you guess a link in the first option, which is almost impossible, and then two and then one, respectively. And we also introduced a point system where if you revisited any of the suggestions from the week before, you get a point. So, Jay, have you revisited I'm the Best Any? I'm really fucking amazing, of my recommendations, wow, that was really good, from the week before. You're so smug. <laughs> I did it. I'm getting good it's, at that. It's like episode 12 and you finally figured out how to do that. Yeah. Is it episode 12? Yeah, it is. Hey! It's episode 12? Yeah. Oh my god, we've been doing this for, for, for a year. <clears throat> Seth, for goodness sake. We've been in this for three months, four months, four months, yeah, we, three months. I mean, if there's 52 weeks in a year, we've been doing this for almost a quarter of a year. It's pretty good. That's imp- for us. vaguely impressed by us. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been writing, well, j- just for context for you listeners, we've been writing Dirk Gently, uh, a screen adaption for... A full year. Just over a year now. Moving on... Did you revisit any of my choices? Yes. Did you? I, well, oh. in the same way that you revisited Voodoo, in the same way that you visited Voodoo, yeah. uh, I listened to the first couple of tracks from making movies, and it was about 11 o'clock, and I decided I wasn't really in the mood, so I oh. switched off. And I'll probably go back and listen to it more at some other point, but 
so far I haven't. All right, all right. Well, the first sort of the first sort of side is is probably the best, so that's fine. Okay. So I'm up one point. Yeah, you are one up. I am one up. Your favorite place to be, if I'm not mistaken. I I would I would say so, but that does sound vaguely like it, you were making an innuendo. I just haven't worked out what it was yet. No, no, no. I don't. Know. I was just saying you like to be one up on everyone. Was my point. It's 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 a nice place to be. Yeah. Don't you you agree with me? You like to be one up on people. It's lovely to sit on a pedestal while everyone else is clawing at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we spit on them and throw stones at them and hurl abuse. And I, they come... would, I wouldn't spit on anyone. No, me neither. Uh, that, yeah. that, that sounds that sounds a little unnecessary. But I, I would certainly punch He's one them up again. You punch him? Oh, no. Not one up anymore. He said he punched him. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think, I think we'll move on for the time being. Have you got any news, Seth, that you'd like to share on the podcast? Um... No, although my I was meant to be going. I don't know if you guys uh, picked up on this little nugget of information about my life on one of the previous podcasts, but I was supposed to be going to a drive-in cinema in Swindon, but it got cancelled, so I'm not doing that anymore. So. Oh no! How come did it get cancelled? Was it just the sort of virus situation, or was it was? This... Yeah, it was this virus situ- situation. I can't remember what they called it. Co. Covid. Correct. Corolla, Corona Miguel, was it? Um, some something something like that. It's like, it, was, it was a it was a drink anyway, and um, apparently it's it's shutting things down, and he's going around and he's shutting things down. So whoever this guy is, that's just yeah. This is really not a funny joke. No, I know it's really not. <laughs> right, we'll move on from from that one. Well, that's a, that's a shame that you uh. You you couldn't go to the drive-in cinema. I'm sure you're very sad about that. I am very sad about it because it was a free trip for me. I don't pay for it. Well, I would have paid petrol anyway. Oh, let's get down to business. What is your film? My film is La La Land. Okay. Oh right. Okay, we're gonna have one of these discussions. <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell already that you're not a fan. It's all right. It's okay. I'm not going to say it's rubbish because it's not rubbish. The, some of the choreography is very nice. It looks very nice. You've got that, um, the brilliant opening shot, which lasts the whole the Days in the Sun song, and it's just one continuous shot, and it, it looks great, and you've got all these people dancing. And the city looks great. It looks very sort of whatever era they're trying to be. I can't remember if I watched it a while ago. Jazz era, I don't know. And obviously I love Ryan Gosling, but... Nah, I just sort of. No, it's just—it's just a bit. It's—it's—it's it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, for anyone who who doesn't know, and most of you probably will, um, <clears throat> La La Land is set in um, Los Los Angeles, and it was made in 2016 and set in the modern day. So not set in the jazz era. Wasn't it? No. Oh, well, it's got this very particular aesthetic to it. That makes it look sort of golden. It's a, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a Damien Chazelle film uh, who also made Whiplash, which is great. Which is brilliant. Um, and so there is there is lots of jazz in it because he's 
<clears throat> absolutely a, a jazz fan. Mm. Um, and it's it, the whole film is sort of a the, sort of like this love letter um, that harks back to the golden age of cinema. You know, that sort of singing in the rain sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Ryan Gosling's character is a jazz pianist trying to <clears throat> uh, sort of bring jazz back or start a, he's starting he's try, he wants to start a jazz club and he wants to make it really good make it really big and he meets Emma Stone yep yep uh who is an aspiring actress actor should say um and they have a romance and then it sort of doesn't work and then it's spoilers um, but it sort of does, and it anyway. Um, it's really good. It's very, it's very musical. It's very jazz esque. It, it, it's sort of vaguely nostalgic for that sort of um, the the fifties era, both in the terms of the jazz and in because that's sort of the height of jazz, jazz as as a popular music form. And then, um, obviously, you've got. You know the 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 musicalness of it, the big opening number, which absolutely Damien Chazelle himself has said that that was basically a setup for going. This is the sort of film that this is going to be. Mm. You're not really into that, then you're probably not going to like the rest of it. But this is sort of what we're going for here. Yeah, and then it follows up on that, and I really like it. Um, and obviously there was the big controversy at the Oscars when it got read <laughs> out instead of Moonlight. And then it's just like, oh, well, never mind. That was very awkward. That was. Oh. And Moonlight definitely should have won Best Picture. Still haven't seen Moonlight. It's so good. Let's watch it. Please watch it. It's really good. I will, I will. Um, now, well, now I've heard you talk about it a bit, I don't... I, I, I like it. I'd say I like it. Yeah. Um, I like the. I like the end. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's very once, isn't it? Yeah, it's very bittersweet. Yeah, so you've got sort of, um, it's about like what I got from it is that you've got Ryan Gosling who's got this dream of opening a jazz bar and Emma Stone who's got this dream of being an actress, and they don't fall in line with each other, so they need to sort of lose each other to go and do their respective things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you do you be your do you do your thing? Um, at and sort of leave other people behind, or do you not do your thing and, or do you stay with other people and sacrifice your thing? Yeah, that's... and ulti- and ultimately they both decide to do their thing. Mm. And it works. And obviously they're the, they're both really good. In it. Did Emma Stone get a Oscar? She... <laughs> yeah, best actress. Blimey, because that's the award that they read out by accident. Oh, was it? Oh. Yeah. The Oscars always seem to get it wrong. I don't know how they do it, but they do. Most years. Do they? They're usually yeah. okay, I think. There's usually cock-ups at the Oscars, aren't there? You hear of it quite... I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't... Oh, excuse me. I, I don't usually watch the Oscars that, that much. I sort of just check Google the, a couple of days after it happens, going, what one? Yeah, that's what I do as well, to be fair. I'll do the same. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of your link now. 
Um, I don't. Think, I don't. I don't think it's jazz. Um, no. No. That might be a mistake. I don't. Know, I don't think it's the Oscars thing. I think that was a red herring. Uh, is your link stuff that doesn't work out? Romances that don't work out. Uh, it is not, and. Uh, haven't you already done that? With um, um, was that when was that when Dan Hall came came on the podcast? You yeah, did, mine, mine you did was her a... and um, doomed romances was mine. That was it. Yeah, that was it. You did normal people, her, uh, and whatever your music was. Once. once. Oh yeah, you picked the soundtrack to once. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. that was a, that, that feels like a while ago. It feels like ages ago. Oh, I was so young and immature and stupid back then. What it was a rubbish nine bl- weeks ago. Yeah, I've really come a long way with my link today. Yeah, you'll see just how it's. Okay. Absolute. Well, you got you got my mine wrong. So let's hear your first movie. My first movie is yeah, the brilliant, based on a play, the brilliant Alan Bennett's. The History Boys. Ooh. Which you still need to read or watch or do something. Yeah, with. I haven't I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's got such a great cast. So the state it was a uh, stage play before they made it into a film and it had such a great cast. It had Dominic Cooper, um, Russell Tovey, James Corden, Richard Griffiths, Francis de la Tour, um, other people that I can't remember right now. But brilliant cast. And these um these group of boys basically went round all these different countries, touring this show, doing it night on. You know, as, as you do with plays, you don't think about plays, but they are f- bloody tiring, aren't they? Yeah, they're hard work. I mean, you you probably do a month of the same play every night in one place, don't you, usually? Yeah, pretty much. It's, um... Yeah, you usually, usually do six shows a week if you do like a Sunday matinee as well yeah so you do like six or seven shows a week and then you do that for four weeks so it's 30 about 30 shows in a month yeah and then you bugger off yeah. to the next place mm. yeah no they are hard work they are hard work but but it was good because it meant that before the film was shot these group are, they were probably our age, so it's probably like the the best thing ever to them. They, they were just going around doing this every night. And they built up this really great chemistry, which you see in the film. And um, it, the, the film's great. It's about as good as the play, because it's just a film version of the play. But it's about um, these boys who all um, get good A-levels, and they want to uh, apply to Oxbridge. And they have then um, sort of exams and how to be like a good Oxbridge candidate and, and, and what it needs. And they get this sort of, it's just sort of dead poet society where they get this new teacher in who sort of goes, right, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, let's get rid of all this stuff. This is it. And he gets this fresh take on it. And then you've yeah. got Richard Griffiths, who is, um, who touches um, his boy students. Um, but he's also very likable. Uh, the boys actually quite like him. So they, they don't tell anyone because, you know, he's, he's actually, it's strange because he's, he's a really nice, nice bloke and he's a good teacher. But um, he's just a bit. But they sort of humour him. That's how I describe it. They they humour him. 
a bit. Uh, who, what? Sorry, what? I think I missed something. I don't think you did. So, uh, no, no. So it's Wait, just... so he's a pedophile? Oh, he's homosexual, yeah. And I, th- I think he can he, he could be called a pedophile. Well, they'd be, they'd be 18. I'm not defending him, but... <laughs> but yes, I suppose so, yeah. But it, it's, it doesn't... So what he does, for example, is um, every day when he has some last period he goes right he's going into town and all the boys sort of go oh, not me not me not me and he goes right I'll, g- I'll give one of you a lift who can i give a lift into town and they're going oh, all right i'll do it i'll do it and then they get on the back of his uh, motorbike and he gives them a lift into town but when they're on the back he sort of like he gets a wander around oh right but they give they give That's... him a hit and they go no stop it you know stuff like that they humor him a lot I feel like you're very much downplaying that aspect of the of the thing. The thing is, they don't make a big... Well, they do make a... They don't... When you watch the film, you won't... It is downplayed, but it's not downplayed. You're not making any sense! <laughs> Look, that isn't... They don't the downplay point. the fact that he's a pedophile, but they kind of do. Well, they don't... It's not the most important thing about him, you know. Okay. Um, above that, he's a he's a really really good teacher, and the, the boys love him that's, a lot. That, that, that's that's great, you know. Robin, Robin, in Dead Poet Society, Robin Williams wasn't the pedophile. No, I know, but it's better than Dead Poet Society. Very very nice man. Yeah. We're, we're eccentric. I yeah. like society a lot. You like the history boys more. Maybe. It's a shame that bloke killed himself. Anyway. What bloke? Oh, yeah. And his, uh, and, uh, the poets, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers for dead poets. <laughs> Although we didn't say which bloke. Don't say That's which bloke. That's Yeah, we didn't say... I can't remember his name. I would have done otherwise, but... I, 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 know, I know his name. Because I know, I know other things that he's been in. Um, and I'm not going to say what else he's been in, because that would give it away. Good. <laughs> Uh, like anyone really can. <laughs> like, like we're going to get an email tomorrow saying, I can't believe you spoiled... You spoiled that. Dead Poet Society for me. <laughs> I was really looking forward to watching that film, and then I listened to your podcast, and I thought, <laughs> well, what's the point? <laughs> I would love that email. If ever we got an email like that, I would love it. That that would be that would be oddly gratifying. Just to going, oh, well, we've really annoyed someone. <laughs> I've never actually checked our email box, so I don't actually know. Dan Hall sent one email saying, "How dare you?" and that was it. Okay, well, thanks, Dan. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, Dan. He doesn't listen. All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing I can do there. <laughs> we'll move on. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think my link is? Um, okay, so based on an Alan Bennett play, so I'm guessing that's irrelevant. Um, let's think about uh, da, 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 history, no, Oxbridge, maybe, um, pedophilia, no. 
Doesn't seem right. Richard Griffith <laughs> seem vaguely obsessed with him. I do like Richard Griffiths a lot. He was brilliant. Um, was brilliant. Let's just go with they all have a vaguely Oxbridge connection. That's really annoying. I'm guessing this is bait. You've done it again. You've gone for the wrong one. Yeah, it was bait. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I bait too much so that you just expect it now. I need to sort of I need to play legit for a bit and then yeah, bait. Really. Go, you need to actually go. Oh yeah, yeah, no, you're wrong. Yeah, I need more of that. All right, tip for the future. No, that wasn't it. Sorry. Okay. Your choice of music, please. Oh yes, I'm quite pleased about this because I was I spent a whole week uh, knowing the first and last thing that I would talk about and going right now what what can I choose for the middle thing? Hmm. Can I? Uh, I because <laughs> I couldn't really think of anything that really fitted into this category. Uh, certainly nothing that I listen to very frequently. Um, so I've gone for an album that I've been listening to for the last couple of days and actually fits quite nicely. It's Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. Okay. Have you listened to it? No, no, I haven't listened to hardly any Dua Lipa. Is it? Yeah, it actually is. What does Dua Lipa sing? I sound like an old person. What does she sing? (laughs) What does she do? (laughs) Uh, Don't start now. Is one that you've probably heard. I've probably heard it. I don't recognise any of the songs as I'm flicking through them now. No, no. I don't give a fuck. No. New rules. No. Tell you what. What's the album called? It's it's called uh, Future Nostalgia. Future Nostalgia. Lovely. It's, it's really good. Uh, there's lots of um. Well, it's it's sort of dance. Dance music. Oh, I like. I like the album cover. Yeah, it's nice. It's a good album cover. Yeah, it's it's dance, um, pop music. Um, and Don't Start Now has a... Like, I was talking the other week about Voodoo and how it's all about the groove. Don't Start Now has a really nice groove, um, especially with the way the, the bass moves. It's like... Um, Is it one of those ones where you have to listen to it with headphones on or can you just sort of... You don't have to, but um, I would recommend it. Okay. I rec- I just prefer listening to music with headphones on. I think. Yeah, I've lost my headphones at the moment, which is why I'm not using them today. So. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yawn. Yeah, it's really good. And one of the songs, um, which I was listening to it this morning because I was awake and bored, so I just decided to put my headphones in and listen to some music. Um. It's levitating. I was on. I was on Spotify, and you know how you can pull the thing up, and just uh, get the album cover, and you can. And sometimes you can scroll down. They've got like information about the songs and that oh, sort. Of stuff. Yeah, the genius behind the lyrics thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, like, the storyline stuff. Yeah, and, and that was sort of flicking through whilst it was whilst the song was playing, and one of the things um, levitating was uh, there's quite a lot of like. Um, nostalgia involved in the writing of, of that song. I think the whole album is vaguely nostalgic of, of a certain era or a certain 
um, a way that of, of almost like basically saying, I really like the way that music has been done in the past. And I'm going to take all of that stuff that I really like, and I'm going to do it in a new way or a modern way. Yeah. Which I, and, and she does it really well, and it's really good. And one of the things was um, the rapping across the middle eight. Uh, she she had been inspired by Blondie to do that. Oh, that's very cool. Which uh, I presume would be from Rapture, which Love is a very terrible song. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, it's not terrible. It's just not good. I haven't heard that song. I'm seeing a song on the um, Future Nostalgia track list called Boys Will Be Boys. I'm, I'm guessing that's ironic. Well, I'm hoping it's ironic. Um, yeah, vaguely. Because these have all come up as... um, It's like the phrase is boys don't cry, boys will be boys. Because it's like, apparently, you know, like, everything's being brought to light with... um. The um, Black Lives Matter movement is sort of triggering all this other sort of stuff. Have you noticed? Or maybe it's just people being in lockdown. People are sort of getting um, getting angry about stuff. Do you know what I mean? Very possibly. Yeah. In, in, a, in a in a positive way, you know, they're getting angry about about stuff that needs to needs to change. I think. Yeah. So like um, the billionaires thing, I'll be seeing a lot of. You know. What, how do you how do you mean in terms of the billionaires thing? Uh, the billionaire shouldn't exist is what we're seeing a lot okay um, it depends on the ideology that you decide to buy into um, I can understand I can understand why people might feel that way yeah I don't entirely agree because this is an element of I just I can see where they're coming from yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah, do you think billionaires should exist? Well, I think a billion anything is a fucking lot of money, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you're not going to... I saw, um, in light of these events, something came up, and it was um, Jeff Be. Is that his name, Jeff Bezos? Something Jeff like that? Bezos. Bezos, yeah. So someone was doing his accounts for him, like a hypothetical, oh, what's he going to spend this a billion on? And he could buy something like every single American football team in America, and that would make like a tiny little dent. Yeah. In it. And it was so I like put it into perspective. It's too much to it's too much to do anything with. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It sort of just becomes, oh, another million quid. Okay. Yeah. Like, what are you actually going to do with all of that? Except maybe give it to some more charitable cause. So I totally see where they're coming from. Yeah. Because it is just far too much to spend like you like literally you can't nothing is worth a stupid amount of money like that yeah um and people are generally annoyed about jeff bezos in in general because he's he's one of the billion he's one of the men a, a, a very prominent billionaire that doesn't do any thing <laughs> with 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 the with the enormous amount of money that he has, yeah. Unlike people like Bill Gates, who who, who likes to who and Bill and Melinda Gates, who like funnel funnel a lot of well, not a lot of but um large amounts of their personal wealth into humanitarian projects. Bezos doesn't really do that. 
mm-hmm. which irritates a lot of people, which is understandable. Yeah. I don't know, it's interesting. But with the boys don't, um, boys will be boys, everyone's saying, you know, all that toxic masculinity stuff is coming to the front where um, guys think they can get away with, like, catcalling and, like, you know, it's touching a girl up and stuff with the excuse, oh, you know, boys will be boys, you know. It's a sort of common sort of yeah. excuse that lots of fathers use, you know. Like, like for example, I, I actually think I remember a teacher sort of sort of saying it once. Do you know, like, if two boys were getting into a fight at school, they go, ah, oh, boys will be boys, you know. It's just sort of, yeah. It's it's, uh, it do, it does the way the mass the, the way that masculinity sort of exists does vaguely irritate me because mm. it just doesn't make any sense. No, or the way that sort of power dynamics or have always interested me, and the way that it almost men, um sort of the way that men view or the way that men have been taught to view what how power exists mm. is stupid yeah because it's almost like it, that power is directly correlated with strength <laughs> which it isn't no it just it just absolutely is maybe like 500 years ago <laughs> when when you were actually fighting physical wars mm. and you know you were actually in physical danger quite a lot of the time. Yeah, sure. If you're really strong, you, you are more powerful, but that's not its not true anymore. No. It hasn't been true for a long time. And yet, and yet we still, you still get sort of gym lads. And yeah. Sort of the, yeah, the, absolutely. You can, if you want to build muscles and strengthen whatever that's that's fine but don't don't sort of connect that to i have big muscles now i am powerful because mm. it's like i have big muscles now i am strong it's it's the whole alpha male energy the whole alpha male sort of concept where you've got to be like the alpha of of the pack or something and the thing but is but it's when... a, but it's a misconception about what what being an alpha male is yeah, because being an alpha because being an alpha male is not being strong. It's, no, it's because that because it's all about power and it's all about and power essentially comes with how you can affect people or how you can affect people to your will. And that and you don't do that by being strong anymore. <laughs> you yeah. do that by you do that by being. Persuasion respect, but it being nice. Yeah, maybe there, there is there is an element of earning people's respect, charm, persuasiveness. You know, sort of general fluency of conversation. Quite a mm. lot of the time. Mm. Anyway, yeah, this, that is one of the many things that just bugs me a lot of the time. Yeah, it is. It is an. It is annoying. Yeah, but I just comfort myself in that all gym lads seem to talk about it's the gym. <laughs> they can't they can't hold a conversation that no doesn't exist in or around a gym. Yeah, exactly. So so I'm quite I'm quite happy about about that because you know whatever. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I, well that was a 
tangent. But that was a lovely, <laughs> that was a lovely diversion. I enjoyed that. It was a good one. I think I know your link though. Do you go on there? Yeah. Uh, it's nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not be your other version. Yes, it is. Seems almost underwhelming after that brilliant discussion we've just had. <clears throat> yeah. I like nostalgia. I like being nostalgic about things. Are you are you one of those people that gets nostalgic about uh, a time that you weren't a part of? Um, no, not really. So you don't get you don't listen to sort of Miles Davis and go ah oh, and sort of feel this nostalgia for something that you weren't actually alive. Um, and- no, I I do have a very I do have a great appreciation for for my, for that. Um, but I don't. I don't sort of wish I had been there or think that that was some golden age because it really wasn't. No. So you're not. You don't feel like you're sort of. You're not anachronistic. You don't. You don't think. You don't think. You're not one of the people that goes, "Oh, I was born in the wrong time. Oh, I was born in the wrong era." You know, I would have I, done I, well I here. Think I, I think I used to. I did think that once upon a time where I was like, <clears throat> I'm the sort of person who. Would much would much be much easierly. Oh Jesus! <laughs> that went well. <laughs> I I used to think that I was not suited so much for for this, but more for like growing up in like the sixties or the fifties or whatever. But that's just not true. Mm. I I worked out during sixth form that <clears throat> I think I worked this out during Machinal. It's like the husband from Machinal. <laughs> Is essentially me <laughs> because he is absolutely he's absolutely he's not a, a, like a really horrible man, <laughs> and he's and he's not he's not he's not stupid and he's not bad or evil or wrong or just, he's just a product of the generation that he grew up in. Yeah, like he's so he's so absolutely shaped by the world that existed around him. Yeah. Which is why I never, <laughs> when when pe- when we did things in Machinal, you always get that sort of creepiness to to that um, husband character, and there's sort of he's he's always seen in a in a very negative way by by pretty much everyone other than me. Like I quite like him. <laughs> yeah, but I remember that character. I remember the husband character. This is like archetype of his time really well, and I remember distinctly when we both had to do um we both had to act out a husband scene with um our respective young woman so they happened to be at that time and um you did yours and he was you know he was on point mr p loved him you know he's very sort of under underly creepy and i did mine and mr p said nope i like you too much i was like he said you know you know jay's got the sort of the sort of <laughs> undertone of the sort of creepy darkness but you, you, you're not getting that and it's like oh alright whatever you're probably right <laughs> but, it's, but it's it's the thing it was it was always the thing of he's not he's never trying he's never he's never trying to be, he's trying to be nice but he's really really not good at it yeah he's just he's really not good at it and that was that just lines up with me quite well like I, you, most of the time I try to be nice to people but I'm just not very good at it <laughs> just, I'm just a dick most of the time. <laughs> oh dear. Right. right. Yeah. So yes, nostalgia. Do you feel nostalgia about times w- that you weren't in? 
I wouldn't say so. I listen to sort of maybe if I listen to the Beatles and I sort of think, oh yeah, sixties, or I listen to nineties um, music. I think like, I don't. I wouldn't say I feel especially nostalgic about stuff that I that I wasn't there for. I think that's a, that must be a funny feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you do you get nostalgic about just your life in general very often or not really? Yeah. So if I if I sort of like put on a film that I haven't seen in maybe what eight years and I go oh yeah that that's I remember listening to that or like if I put on a song that I used to hear on the jukebox as a kid you know I get nostalgic about that but I wouldn't. What about you? Do you sort of feel nostalgia a lot? Um. Every now and again, just sort of, just sort of uh, some vague memory just pops up. And go, oh yeah, I remember that. That was that was that was quite fun. Quite like quite enjoyed that. Even yeah. even if I was complaining at the time, which I probably was. <laughs> go, yeah, that was nice. That, that would be that would that would that would be fun to do again. But yeah, never mind. We'll move on. Uh, my album. Oh yes, please tell me your album. No, we both. I, I hope we both love this album. Um, okay. It's a 1982 album by one of the big stars of the time. Our boy Michael Jackson and Thriller. Okay. You got the Thriller. Thriller. It's a really good album. It's got, you know, all his, well, not all his best tracks, but it's got, um, want to be starting summon, you know, um, thriller, beat it, Billy Jean, yeah. pretty young thing, which obviously has a bit of bad context now and, you know, stuff like that. I actually went to see thriller, the, um, the stage, um, production of it back in 2010 or something with my dad and yeah, right. it wasn't very good, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's a thing. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I only thought of this because we talked about Thriller last time. Do you remember we talked about the music video to it? And I was like, oh, yeah, I could use it this time for my thing. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, we did regularly talk about that. Um, that's interesting. Why Why? Why Thriller? Why? Well, well, vaguely. I like Michael... Uh, I, I, I like Michael Jackson's music, most of it. Yeah. Um... And it always seems to sort of, it's quite hard to describe, as I'm finding right now. It's very singular. Yeah, because it's, at, at, what, at, in, 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 Come on, Seth, use your words. You know, in one sense, it's very 80s. Yeah. And in another sense, no one else was doing that in the 80s. So how is it very... 80s yeah it's almost it's it, i i would find it it's all I, uh, <laughs> it's it's been a morning hasn't it what is going on it really has my god um Rattled. yeah i would i would sort of compare to to the way we view like bowie's musical prince you go that is very much of the time that it was created in that exists in that sort of era, but it's very singular to that artist. Um, would you agree? Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I was I was nodding and just taking it in because I that is pretty much what I was trying to say. I that that is right. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Yeah. Um, 
Dan Yolang, obviously, because um, Michael Jackson is pedo. Allegedly. <laughs> is, it, is it allegedly or proved? I can't remember. It's definitely well, yeah, alleged. Definitely uh, alleged. Um, I mean, I mean we're got... not going to get libeled for saying he's a pedo. No, I mean, there's been, I mean, there's lots of evidence for it being that, you know, he, he would invite young boys to sleepovers and sleep around with them and um, stuff like that. And my mum always says, he, it's just because he was a, a kid at heart. And I sort of no. go, uh, yeah, but that's just another way of saying you like kids. Yeah, it's... um. Oh dear. But yes, that is my link. That is my link. Yeah. Right. I laughed at first because you said, you you sort of said paedophiles is is like you brushed over it being a link. And I sort of thought to myself, what a tasteless link. And then I remembered that is actually my link. You forgot your link and how tasteless it was. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> that is it. My link is pedos. Why Why did you choose that as your link? The thing is, on, I remember wanting to do it on our first ever podcast, but I could never find the right um, film for it. And I just thought, oh, we'll just... Because I was trying to find a director that had been accused of being a pedo. And you got people like Woody Allen and people like that, but that's, you know, not quite good enough, so I, I went for the History Boys in the end. <laughs> Plus, I want you to get something out of watching the History Boys. Now you've got an incentive. You, A, get a point, and B, get to watch a brilliant film. Yeah, uh, maybe. We'll see. I might I might go away and watch it. Bloody should. <laughs> right, so how many points are you on... I'm on three, because I, w- I listened to something from the week before, and, I'm and on you're two. on two. Yeah. Right, now, can you guess my... I'll give you... Oh, okay, I'll, it's it's not a book, it's a play. I've done it again, I've picked a play again. Do you think you can guess it? It's nostal- It's an, It's a play about nostalgia. No? No. I was very tempted to pick this play um, as my monologue because I think it's wonderful. Um, it's Crap's Last Tape. Crap, Crap's Last Tape? Yeah. Who's that by? I've never heard of it. That's by um, Samuel Bennett. Oh, no, never heard of it. It's really, really good. Wait, Sam- um, Samuel Beckett? Yeah. Oh. I said Bennett, didn't I? I'm you said idiot. Bennett, yeah, sorry. I was, Jesus Christ. I thought I was having a stroke or something, but no, it's you. No, it's just me. Yeah, yeah. Beckett. I beg your pardon. Um. Uh, yeah, it's really good. I I I wanted to. I vaguely wanted to pick it for my monologue because I, just, I really like it and I want to perform it. Um, in some capacity. But then I realised that no, it's mainly just sitting at a desk listening to old recordings of of your thirty year old self. Um. So, and it's basically it's a seventy year old man who wanders around his study plays old tapes of himself and he records himself I think every day and he sort of just um, mm-hmm. and he plays back old tapes to sort of relive 
those memories. And all and also like one of the tapes that he plays back is a tape of his thirty year old self complaining about how arrogant and annoying his twenty five year old self was. <laughs> and then he stops the, the, the tape of his of his thirty year old self. And then he might put in like a tape of his forty year old self complaining about his thirty year old self. And then he takes that tape out and then starts recording a new a new voice memo complaining about every single every single version of himself he's ever been. It, it's very, very sort of I like the sound of that. That sounds quite funny. It's it's really good. It's really sad. Mm. Do you um, it, do you know the monologue? I'd quite like to hear it if you know it. No, I don't. It's really long. It's a shame. Um, but it's. I think it, it's. It's like. Uh, it's not a full play, but it's definitely like a full act. Hmm. A one-act play, maybe. Yeah, it's qu- it's quite long. It would be like forty-five minutes to do the whole thing. I think. It's, um, it's really, really good. Um, I do quite like that idea. Have you done that, by the way? Because I, I was. Um... I, I was speaking to people about this uh, last week for some reason. Well, actually, I was speaking to them last week because my grandpa gave me a letter, and I and I opened it, and it was uh, like, you know, hi Seth, um, you know, you seem to be okay. We seem to get on all right. Um, you have a lot to say for you. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And I looked at the date, and he'd written it like when I was three months old, and just giving it to me and I was like oh, okay yeah that that makes sense that makes sense but then I thought I wonder who else has done that it turns out lots of people write letters to themselves to open when they're older I yeah um... I, I didn't know I didn't know that was a thing have you have you done that have you got a letter that you're going to open when you're 19 that you wrote when you were 11 or something no no I um that I had a a weird thing about a month ago just, well, it was just after I turned 19, um, where I was in a bad mood, um, and I, and I had very, yeah, okay, so, I saw, do you know Dodie? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, she started off on YouTube, uh, and is now a full, full-time musician, and she's absolutely brilliant. It's very good. Um, and she recorded a message, a, a video for her for her twenty five year old self when she was twenty, and then this year in April she turned twenty five and did a video responding to her twenty year old self, mm. and then put that up on YouTube. And I watched that, and that was really lovely. It was really nice. And I and I considered doing something like that basically for when I turned twenty. Just explaining, hey, you're not having fun recently, <laughs> and then I and then I decided not to do that because that was a I couldn't be bothered, and yeah. b I really didn't want to face that. Just watching a video <laughs> when I was just in a really really horrible mood. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. sound fun. I'm not going to do that. It's quite a nice idea, though. I quite yeah, like that. Is. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I feel like it's too late now. Well, it's not too late, but I don't. I don't have anything to say for myself particularly. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm alright. Yeah, doing alright. Yeah, that's probably what I'd say. Been better, been worse. 
Yeah. Yep, it is. Right. <sighs> Lovely stuff. Right, your book. My book. Yeah, go for it. I'll give you a clue being that the author has, um, you know, sort of as often comes to light, you know, a couple, couple decades onwards, they, they've reread the book and they've gone, eh, that's a bit, hmm, maybe he was a paedophile. What, the author was a paedophile or one of the characters of the book? The author. Okay. Because of the sort of the um, the writing about the young girl in it. Which I didn't pick up on when I read it. I didn't pick up on it at all. Okay, well, I mean, the first, the thing that pops into mind in- immediately is Lolita. But Lolita is is a story about a paedophile. Yeah. Not a story about... Written by one. Yeah. Um, so, was, oh, the, how, how old is this? Is it sort of? Not old. Um, 20th century, I think mid, middling 20th century. Mid 20th century, okay. Let me find the exact date. I feel like it was the 30s or something. I might be completely wrong. Yeah, no, I'm a bit off. Uh, it was, um, 1865. Whoops. 1865? Yeah. You went mid twentieth century, like oh no, I was mid, thinking mid nineteenth century. I was thinking of the film, okay. Um. Oh god, there Could aren't you... many. There aren't many authors I can think of from the from the eighteenth century. The only the only ones that I can really think of are Robert Louis Stevenson, Charles Dickens, and Conan Doyle, and I don't think it's any of those. So, please tell me. You're going to kick yourself. Alright. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Oh, Lewis Carroll. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, I haven't read it, so please. In like, in like, yeah. Well, I, when I read, I read it and, like I said, I didn't pick up on it. At all, I didn't. Never did I read over a passage or about Alice and go, "This guy's a creep." You know what I mean? It wasn't something that that occurred to me, and I haven't reread it since I've learned about it. But they're they're using that as evidence to suggest that he was a paedophile. But I think that's pretty flimsy evidence because I haven't, I didn't pick up on anything. Alice in Wonderland. Let me see. Pedo quote. See if anything comes up for that. Alice in Wonderland. Pedo quote. <laughs> that is a top-notch thing to put into Google. <laughs> no, again, nothing on it, but apparently apparently he was. Um, really? Yeah. But hey, it's... Um, but like it. hey, he wrote a good book. I like it. It's good. Yeah. I've, I, still haven't, I still haven't read it at all. Um, it's not long. It, didn't, it shouldn't take you long. Yeah. It's the sort of nonsense that you like to read in, in a nice way, you know. I know, I know Lewis Carroll was very much a fan of word games. Yeah, so lots of sort of paradoxes and sort of contradictory statements that come out to be true and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I probably ought to read it at some point. Um, Did you like the films? Seen any of the films? Uh, I'm trying to remember how many films... What films are there? I know there's the recent ones that were... Were they Tim Burton ones? Yeah, the Tim Burton ones. I saw a little bit, but not the whole thing. Right. I don't know if there were ones before that. 
But you got oh, the cartoon I... Disney one, which was... Oh, of course, yeah. Um, years ago. Yeah, no, I can't... I don't remember having seen it. I probably there's, did. There's been so many. There's been a puppet one as well, and I feel like there's been a live-action one from, like, the 70s, which is very strange. But, yeah, there's been loads of, loads of them. Yeah, they're... Yeah, it's a very, very um, famous work. And I... No, I consumed almost none of it. Oh, well. Well, I wouldn't, it's, uh, it's fun for the writing, I'd say. You know? Yeah. yeah. Have you not got anything else to say? <laughs> no? No, not really. Um, so, you win that one, basically. Yeah, I do. I won by one point. I'm just really hoping you go away and watch History Boys. Genuinely. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I might do, eventually. At some point. I no, can... watch it this week. Yeah, 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 whatever. I'll bring the DVD round. <laughs> oh, uh, that's, no, got, that's, got, that's nice. You've got no excuses. I have, I have plenty of excuses. Yeah, that's not a good thing, though. <sighs> you have no excuses for doing any of the things that, that you do. Or that I don't do. Or that you don't do. I just have no excuses. I'm inexcusable. There is no excuse for the way I am. Unfortunately, yeah, we would all like it if there were because yeah, then... we can, something that we can point to and say that's the root of the problem. That's where it's all coming from. Yeah, that'd like, be not ah, good. we found that issue. Now we yeah. just have to cut it out. <laughs> yeah. But no, you are you are just an issue. Yeah. So someone could, if someone wants to diagnose me with something and then sort me out, that would be good. Yeah, please do that. Yeah, I'm open write, to that. Write us an email. Yeah. So Thank just... you all very much for yep. listening. <laughs> Thanks for making it to the end. You deserve a medal, but you have to do. Yep. That's very, very fucking impressive from you. So well done. Yeah. Good. Good job, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.